Uh, let's like, talk right now to the director of Big Brother Watch, Silky Carlo, about this. Good morning to you, Silky. Good morning. I mean, you, you run an organisation that is about sort of civil liberties and, uh, and people's uh, uh, you know, basic freedoms. Um, what on earth, a lot of people might be saying, has that got to do with whether or not you, you've got a digital currency? Tell us why it does. Well, <clears throat> that's because it could be the most serious incursion on the public's privacy probably that we've ever seen. Um, because the ability with a centralised digital currency um, that a government has is potentially, and it really depends on how it's designed and what the legal environment is like, but the potential opens for the government to watch everything that you spend. Um, and to uh, when it's watching everything that you spend, it can also control um, what you spend. And then the question becomes not just who's watching what I do with my money, uh, or it, not even who's controlling what I do with my money, who actually owns my money. Um, and as you guess, said, there is precedent for this. We've seen financial censorship before. Um, and you know similar schemes, authoritarian schemes around the world, um, such as the Chinese social credit system, um, overlap a kind of moral code and punishments uh, with the financial system. Yeah, this so social credit system. I have to say, I, I'm with Candice though. I mean, about five, ten years ago, I would have been like, oh, brilliant. I mean, God, it's such a pain having cash. If everything was just done digitally, it'd be great. And when we moved into the lockdown period, I, mean, I remember having to get my daughter a, a, a bank card when she was 14, which I felt quite uncomfortable about because she just couldn't think loads of shops she went to wouldn't accept cash um, and a lot of uh, I mean let's face it the banking system you know the, the authorities quite happy to have people using cars because it means they you know, less sort of cash in hand operations means they make sure they get their tax uh, a lot of people running businesses you know, at the till they would rather everything was done on the cars because again you can't have cash going missing and, and so there are a lot of people for whom it's very much you know it's easier it's more efficient it works very well but as you say, the two really big warning signs about this have been what's happened in the West in terms of control, how, how money has been used to control people's freedom of speech, but also critically in China and the social credit system. When I've talked to people about, you know, this can be used to control what people do and what people say, people look at me like I'm insane. I'm thinking, it's happening in China. They go, yeah, right, you know, conspiracy theories on Twitter. It is literally happening right now isn't it? In China, you people people who, who have been critical of the government or don't say or do the right things, don't get enough social credits, they are stopped from spending money. They are unable to, for instance, buy certain items, unable to use a vending machine, to buy a train ticket, to buy a, an airplane ticket. I mean, to, to, to even things like apply for jobs. But they are able to completely control somebody by the fact that their money is completely controlled. Yeah, I mean, as you said, actually, it's happened in the West as well. It happened in Canada to the truckers. Oh, yeah. um, so whether it's the government or whether it's um, private platforms like PayPal that have also been involved from a, for a long time, you know, in 2010, they deplatformed WikiLeaks. So there is real precedent for this. And in fact, um, it's not just a possibility, it's an inevitability because this is a regulated area. So the government will say, well, we have a responsibility to make sure that the law, whatever it is at that time, is being upheld. Um, and then there might be other things like social responsibility that come in. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be 
there's a big scale of how badly wrong it could go. Yeah. Um, but there's a massive possibility that it could go really badly well, wrong. Yeah, but the idea has always been, yeah, but we don't have Xi Jinping in charge, so of course it won't happen to us. But as you mentioned, Justin Trudeau a couple of times, uh, the Canadian Prime Minister, who's, you know, hailed as this sort of liberal hero, of course, when he wasn't locking down his people. But but his treatment of the truckers, again, this is something that I'm amazed by how many people who, who, who listen, perhaps only watch the BBC, have no idea about. They do not know that this liberal sort of hero, oh, Mr. Handsome, um, what a lovely guy, that, that Justin Trudeau basically ordered the Canadian banks to withhold funds, not just from the people, the truckers who were saying, we don't believe we should be required to have medical treatment to go about our jobs, um, but they were protesting, peacefully, legitimately protesting uh, against this, this draconian policy. But people who were just sending money to crowdfunding uh, 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 sources for them. People, a cafe owner had their entire cafe's bank, you know, their their their, their business account stopped by a Canadian bank. Uh, the government saw uh, instruction in Canada because they had sent sort of twenty dollars or something to help these truckers. Now that is unbelievably sinister that happened from a government. And then you add in PayPal. Uh, basically cutting off the money, free speech union and, and other anti-lockdown campaigners and people speaking out. Um, again, really, really sinister and only stopped doing it because there was an outcry and a public outcry and they started losing a lot of customers. But again, they'll bring it in again when they, when they think they can do it more quietly. Telling us that if you don't have the correct political views or the correct social views, we are going to make life very, very difficult for you. Now, there's a difference between sort of, OK, well, I won't have you doing an interview on the BBC and literally stopping you earning money, literally stopping you spending money that you already have earned. That is, that is Stalin-esque. That is, you know, that is Chinese social credit-esque. Why is there not an outcry and why are not more politicians concerned about this? Well, um, I mean, I have to say, I think this news about the UK developing a centralised uh, digital currency will shock some people. Um, and I think that there will be a reaction to it. The um, Economics Affairs Committee looked at the case for a CBDC in the UK and said that it was a solution in search of a problem and pointed out these risks about uh, when you centralise a currency, you're centralising the power that individuals have over their lives. Um, you know, and the, the, the potential for the privacy incursion is absolutely eye-watering, unlike anything that we've seen before. I have to say, talking about you know people who watch the only the bbc the bbc reporting on this today is really poor because um it it it, it, it paints a picture of a centralized digital currency that i don't think even the government has claimed you know it says it could be privacy protecting and all these kinds of things i mean even par parliamentarians are saying in their reports that that's most likely not the case you cannot have a digital transaction that is as anonymous as a cash transaction and the other thing that's really important that goes hand in hand with this is digital id you have yep. to have a digital ID system to have a centralized currency system. Um, and so, you know, the, I think what we've learned over the past couple of years is that when there is an authoritarian swing, if you have systems like this, things change very, very quickly. And so, you know, the the whole shape of this kind of a system depends on the political and legal environment. And we know that that can change with the yeah. wind. Yeah. And, and we so, know that the people speaking out about it will be the most affected and therefore silenced. Uh, I'm going to have to silence you now because I've got to go to a break. Silky Carlo, director of Big Brother Watch, trying to protect our basic freedoms. It doesn't seem too much to ask.